ESPN Radio for Savannah and the Lowcountry. ESPN Radio 1400 and 104.3 WSEG Savannah. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And good morning, Savannah. Welcome to the Call of the Massey Sports Report, presented to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Beautiful day outside, November 16th, only 12 days away from Turkey Day, Thanksgiving Day, the biggest day to watch. Pro football, okay, with the family, eat some turkey, eat some pumpkin pie, but it's a beautiful day outside right now, it's 61 degrees, the sun's out, it's going to be beautiful all day, get out there and do something, and once again, I'm called Damasi, I'm here every Saturday morning from 9 until 11, just having a lot of fun talking about local sports, and I want you to talk a lot about local sports, it's a call-in show, yeah, I get a lot of guests, I, I, I try to get the people to come on here and talk about what's going on with their school, with their life, what they've done uh, in high school, where they're going in college, but let's hear about your team, we have open phone lines right here in Savannah, Georgia, yes, for my show, and that's 912 920 4441. Let's hear what you got to say. All this big thing about concussions going on, football, and, you know, injuries. And that's the nature of the beast. I mean, that, that's the way the game's always been. All of a sudden now, we're changing the whole story. I mean, you can't play football. You're going to get a concussion. I mean, football's been played since the late 1800s. Teddy Roosevelt, when he was president back around the turn of the century, 1900s, 1904, 1906, wanted an outlaw, uh, unless they cleaned up the sport because it was so violent, they weren't just uh, getting concussions. They cleaned up the sports. It's America's pastime now. America loves football. I mean, this is American. This is like hot dogs, apple pie, and baseball. And, you know, now all of a sudden with all these concussions and all this other stuff going on, hey, when you play football, when you sign up to play football, when you agree to play football, there's always that risk of injury. And I hate to say, I've been a coach now, a football coach now, for over 35 years. That is the most toughest part of the game to deal with, is when a kid gets hurt. But you know what? I try to teach them the proper way to tackle. I try to not teach them not to use the helmet. We, we, we tell them that there's always a chance of an injury. I mean, like last night when we did the ESPN high school football game of the week, fueled by Enmark over there at Richmond Hill High School, we were talking about the kid from Thomas County Central, Adam Choice, out with a separated shoulder, starting quarterback, 1,500 yards. But you know what? That's part of the game, and you can't help it. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I hate seeing kids get hurt. But you know what? That's the nature of the game. It's always been that way. It's very, very physical. And you know what? If you do some research, we have more injuries in soccer than we do in football. Or what the Europeans call their football. We call it American football. So you know what? Whatever sport you may play in, there's always a chance of injury. You do it for the fun. You do it for competitiveness. I mean, last night, those kids out there, when they beat Thomas County Central from Richmond Hill, I mean, jumping all over the field. And that's another great thing about sports. The positive side of sports. 
It teaches camaraderie. It teaches discipline. It teaches to get to work on time. It teaches that, you know, you have to work to get it to succeed. There's more pluses than negatives. But that's all we hear in today's society is the negatives, the negatives, the negatives. Nothing is ever any good. But you know what? That's, that's the uh, industry of uh, selling news. People want to gravitate to the bad stuff. Well, this guy here don't. And you know what? Football's a great game. I love watching it. I love calling it every Friday night. I love coaching it. It's just the nature of the beast. You know, I'll be honest with you. I've gotten two concussions playing football, well, one playing football, and one playing baseball. Going back to field uh, a pop-up playing first base in high school. Okay? And, of course, the field wasn't great. I tripped over the, the out, where the outfield met the infield. I stumbled on my feet. I hit my head. I was out for two days. Went to the hospital. Spent over, you know, and that's playing baseball. So, you know, it can happen in any sports. But, you know, that's my... Uh, Point this morning, my um, you know my editorial, if you want to call it, it's a great game, and there's always a chance that you're going to hear it. And you know, I have to say this, I have to finish with this: those NFL football players that are suing now the NFL because they weren't told about concussions, give me a break, give me a break. You're making millions, thousands, millions of dollars to play a game that a lot of us would give anything to still play. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just amazing. And I know, you know, people say, well, coach, that's a bad way to look at it. No, it's not. It's, the, it's my way of looking at it. There's no right or wrong. You have your way. I have my way. That's how I look at it. And you know what? I'm sorry. You signed up. You got money to go to college to play football. You signed an NFL uh, contract for a million bucks, $600,000. Hey, you know, you know, the, you know the ramifications that you, there's a chance you might get hurt, whether it be a concussion, blown knee, broken bone, uh, cracked ribs. And they don't wear anything anymore, and that's your choice not to wear anything. You know, you don't have to. The only thing you got to wear is a helmet and shoulder pads. And I bet you if you didn't have to wear shoulder pads, they let you get away with that too. But anyway, let's play some football. Let's talk some football right again, right away. I got a great lineup here today. We'll be talking in the second quarter of the first hour to PJ Zuko, the host of our weekly ESPN Radio Savannah's weekly first look football show previews the high school games going on. Thursday and Friday or Saturday, and uh, it's playoff time now. We'll get PJ's take on what happened last night. I'll give you the scoreboard in a couple minutes. In the third quarter, the big guy, the Romer, the man that has a twin somewhere in this world because he's all over the place. We got Frank, the big guy, Sikowski, giving us his uh, insight on high school football playoffs, basketball starting, Georgia Southern finishing up the Southern Conference run. And, you know, he's close to it because he does the pregame show for Georgia Southern, so we'll get his take on that. Then we'll go to the second hour, and we'll talk to the columnist, Stephen Weeks. We got a big party going on at Coach's Corner today. And that's the Savannah, Georgia Bulldog Club having a viewing party. The Dogs taking on the Tigers up in Auburn. Auburn ranked sixth. Everybody's talking about them. Uh, that's Stephen Weeks in the first quarter. In the second quarter of the second hour, yes, we play two here, 9 to, 11, nine to 10 and 10 to 11. We got the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic athlete, Athletes of the Week this week. Two young men signing basketball scholarships. National Letter of Intent from the high. Savannah Blue Jackets stars. Chris Coakley going to University of Alabama, Birmingham, and Jamal Norman staying home to play for Coach Broadnecks at Savannah State. We're going to talk a little Chatham County, Savannah Chatham County Public School Athletics with the man himself, the District Athletic Director Mark Stroud, talking about reclassification, basketball, football, what's going on in middle schools, and then we'll close out the show. All right, let's go to the scoreboard. Richmond Hill in 5A, Georgia High School playoffs, beats Thomas County Central 13-7. 
Richmond Hill came in as a 22-point underdog. Like I said, Thomas County Central's all-star, all-world player, signed to go to Clemson. Adam Troy separated his shoulder the week before. But I'm telling you what, I don't care what you say. Great game. Slugfest. uh, 13-7. Nick Fitzgerald, two touchdowns in the first half. Nick Fitzgerald is their starting quarterback. 6'4", 6'5", 220 pounds. I got on the field. The guy is a man-child. Okay? Well, anyway, in the first half, he only ran for 18 yards. In the second half, he ran for 124 yards, had two touchdowns, just a big second half. Coach Guy and his guys, Coach Guy, Lyman Guy, doing a great job at Richmond Hill. They pull off a big win. They'll travel to Warner Robins for the Sweet 16 of the Georgia High School State Playoffs. How does that sound, Richmond Hill? Richmond Hill Wildcats in the Sweet 16. In In AAA, Savannah's uh, own Salsi Johnson travels to Washington County, gets beat 56-7. to Washington County, we know, three, four state championships, uh, traditional uh, power. Salsi uh, uh, Johnson goes up there two years in a row. They won last year in the first round, while well, this year, tough one. Okay, in double-A, the cadets are still marching on. B.C., Benedictine, 63, Macon County, 12. I predicted this. I said it was a blowout on the high school kickoff show, Countdown to Kickoff with Tommy Palmer right here on ESPN Radio. I said it wasn't going to even be close. 63-12. to 12. Chance Jackson, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Next Friday night, Benedictine will play the winner of Dublin and Fitzgerald. It's the game between Dublin and, Fitz- Dublin and Fitzgerald is being played tonight. Up there in Dublin, in the Irish Bowl, as they call it, because Dublin is known as the Irish. All right, so uh, I bet you Benedictine will be up there scouting them. So uh, we'll have another playoff game, state playoff game. Sweet 16 game at Savannah State at T8 Wright Stadium. The Cadets will take on the winner of Dublin or Fitzgerald. Uh, let's go with uh, single-A teams will not play till Friday night. Calvary is home. They're hosting First Presbyterian Day, 7.30 at Calvary Day School. Savannah Christian's on the road. They're taking on undefeated acquaintance out of Augusta on Friday night. In Georgia Independent Schools Association, the Blue Thunder just keeps on storming. I mean, this team is so quick, so fast. I mean, I had an opportunity of doing a game last Saturday afternoon. The Memorial Day School Blue Thunder, 55, Brookwood 6, Earl Washington, 8 for 11, the quarterback, 192 yards, five touchdown passes. But Kendreas Dukes, 71 yards receiving, two touchdowns, three interceptions, Memorial Day School looking for another state championship. All right, let's go into South Carolina League. Close to home, Buford beats Blythewood 23-15. Hilton Head Christian all over Palmetto Christian 45-26. And Lores ends, ends Rich, uh, Ridgeland Hardyville's season 38 to nothing. They also have hit the hardwood. Um, in basketball, in girls' basketball, Savannah High, Savannah High beats Jenkins by one, 50-49. Faith Sanders, who just signed a... Scholarship to go play it. Northeastern Kentucky had 23 points for Jenkins in a losing course. Johnson all over St. Vincent's, 58-20. to We had a doubleheader over there at Savannah Country Day. Atlanta International beats the girls, the Lady Hornets, 47-36. And the Boy Hornets come on and they beat Atlanta International, 60-38. to Scholarships this week, like I said, Jenkins, Faith Sanders is going to play college basketball at Northeastern Kentucky. Jacobia Aikens out of Effingham is going to go play at Georgia Southern. Chris Coakley, Jamal Norman, both out of Savannah High. J.K.V. Aikens out of F.E.M. County High School. Chris Coakley, Jamal Norman out of Savannah High. Coakley going to UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Norman going to Savannah State. Uh, then we had, can't forget this one, out of F.E.M. County High. 
rated the best basketball player in the state. Jakeenan Gant going on to Missouri. And then we had Bryce Evans over at Savannah Christian signing a baseball scholarship to go play at Flagga College. In the PGA Tour today, uh, down in Mexico, Brian Harmon and Will Claxton. Brian Harmon from Savannah, Will Claxton from uh, Swainsboro. Claxton, uh, Will Sorry, yes, Will Claxton now has even his score. He was uh, one over for the day. He's one under for today. Uh, the projected cut is one under, so he's got to get up there. Brian Harmon is now at one over. He's through the third round today. Uh, Harmon is in 88th place. Claxton's in 74. They have to make the cut. They have to be at least one under. So they're at the OHL Classic at Macobia, which is in Playa del Carmen, Playa del Carmen in Mexico at the El Chameleon Golf Course. Okay, so that's what's going on with PGA. We got a lot going on. I got PJ Zuko waiting on the line. Remember, this cannot be possible without Optum Orthopedics. They have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care. And remember... They support our local athletes and our local sports. They're doctor-led and patient-focused. The center is located at 210 East Durant Avenue right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia. Or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optimhealthoptimhealth.com. Next up, high school football with the host of the First Look High School Football Show right here on ESPN Radio, P.J. Zuko. This is all brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We'll be right back talking some more high school football. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> And that's how they felt at Wildcat Stadium last night. Richmond Hill High School, 13, Thomas County Central, 7. What an unbelievable night up there in Richmond Hill. I'm glad I got to call the game on the high school game of the week, fueled by MARC right here on ESPN Radio, 104.3 FM and AM 1400. I mean, just such so excitement. Packed house. Uh, I mean, it, you know, what more do you want? It's Friday Night Lights. It's the 11th game of the season. This is what you play for. And I'm telling you, nobody gave the Wildcats a chance. All over the state, Thomas County Central, five state championships, in the playoffs every year since 1991. Since, I think they missed it once between that span from 1991 to 2013. I mean, just so, so much excitement. And this next guy, I got waiting on the line every Thursday night right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. He gives you the high school first look preview of the high school football games that are coming up here in the Savannah area. Down there in the Golden Isle, he's the, also the producer of my show. Every Saturday morning he gets up early, just like me, trudges into that studio, but you know what? He loves talking about local sports. He loves high school football. Joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM hotline is PJ Zuko. Morning, PJ. Morning, Carl. Hey, you know what? Great night last night for local high school football. You talked to Danny Britt. You talked to uh, Coach uh, Lyman Guy 
Thursday night. Uh, just a great outlook on what was coming up. And don't forget, we have Tommy Palmer on there. He's giving you the uh, top 10, state top 10 teams in each classification. I don't know. I, I mean, I got goosebumps right now, PJ. Uh, more, more high school football next week for Savannah area schools. I mean, your take on what happened last night there. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. Keep carrying on at this point. If you lose, if any teams lose from Savannah, they're out. Sadly, Johnson's run came to an end last night, but the Adam Smashers did have a good season under Thomas Tedder. But it's good to see all these other teams carry on. Richmond Hill, Benedictine with a huge win over Macon County. Memorial Day with another huge win. They've just been rolling all year. And Richmond Hill, 22-point underdogs. I mean, that's the one I'd love to talk about and just go on with you this morning. I could probably go on for hours about this one just because how do you go in I understand Thomas County Central is a perennial playoff team, a very good football team, especially with their quarterback who was out, Adam Choice, back there in the backfield. They have plenty of talented people, but how do you go in as a higher seed or a higher that Richmond Hill was number two in their region. Thomas County Central was number three, uh, albeit they only lost two games on the season. But how do you go in as 22-point underdogs um, when when you have a season like that? I, I didn't really understand that, and I felt like with Richmond Hill going into that game, I felt like they were going to give Thomas County Central a run for their money, even if they did have Adam Choice. So they go in there as, as huge underdogs. They pull out the upset win, quote-unquote, and now they move on to the next round. It's just good to have so many Savannah football teams in the playoffs and still in contention this late in the season. You know, you got to understand, okay, Point spreads. Uh, you know, this is coming from up north in Atlanta, up north, like we're talking about Pennsylvania, New York, okay? But up north, north Georgia, let's put it that way. And that's how they come up with this. AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, comes up with a point spread. They use this uh, power rating system from somebody. But you know what? I had a funny feeling last night, and I knew, I, had a ch- I knew Adam Choice was hurt, but I didn't know how bad, because when I got the starting lineups from Coach Shaver, Bill Shaver, the head coach of Thomas County Central, he just kept it, you know, he kept it quiet. I mean, that's Bill Belichick style. You don't let anybody know about your injuries. But um, when I saw him on the sideline with his arm in that sling, you knew it was a separated shoulder. And you just, when you take your best player out, you still got to be ready to play the game. And I didn't think the 22 points was just was justified with their best player out. I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought Richmond Hill had to play a perfect game. They played almost a perfect game. They bent and they didn't break a couple of times. The end of the game was so exciting. Uh, uh, Thomas County Central got the ball back. Uh, DeAndre Cooks, Cooksley, uh, sorry, DeAndre Cooksey was the backup quarterback who was their one-star running back. He came in and did a phenomenal job, but I'm just telling you, those Wildcats up there, they were pumped up, they were ready to go, and you could just tell in the air something special was going to happen last night. The rain stopped right before the game, so we had a mist over the field. I mean, it, it just something eerie about the whole situation. You knew something special was going to happen. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I had that feeling all day yesterday with this game because this this was the game I was really looking forward to just because of the storylines and, and with Adam Choice, was he going to play or was he not going to play? What was going to happen if he, if he didn't play with his backup? And his backup play, played very well, but Anyone who says that you lose the best player, best player on your team, and you're not going to miss a step at least for a little bit, uh, 
I, I feel like they're lying because it, you can't lose someone who, who is that impactful on your team without missing a step for a little bit. But I think they really responded well, and they did play well. One thing about that game last night that t- Thomas County Central had on their side was time of possession. And the, one of the questions when we talk to people, other analysts, about this game is, could the Wildcats' defense hold up with Thomas County Central, not only because of the talent they had on that side of the ball, but because of the long drives they put together? And you were talking about it last night. There was 15, 16 play drives that Thomas County Central went on, and I'm sitting there thinking, is this Wildcat defense going to get worn down late in the game in the third or fourth quarter? And they held strong, and that was really impressive to see, and that's a good point for for Lyman Guy and the Richmond Hill coaching staff uh, moving forward into the playoffs because you gotta you got to play good defense in the playoffs. Hey, you know what? And, you know, I got full of coaches' cliches. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. And uh, you know what? Richmond Hill's defense hung on, hung on. They bent, they bent, they didn't break, and they come away with a big win. All right, let's go to these other scores quick here, PJ. In 4A, tough loss for the... Um, Rebels of Effingham County, they went to Lee County, lost 28-6. Lee County starting quarterback Stephen Collier signed to play at Ohio State, the Ohio State. Uh, you got to give Coach uh, Holder credit, uh, first-year coach, taking over program, even though he's been there 15 years as an assistant. And in AAA, first-year coach, head coach, even though he's been there as an assistant. Thomas Tedder with Washington County beating uh, Sal C. Johnson 56-7. First-year coach is doing a great job, still getting their team in playoffs. Yeah, that that's tough to do. Even when you still ha- have been in the program, it's it's tough to kind of uh, change the things to how you want them to go there in one little off season. And I think that's something that people underappreciate is the way that that head coaches have to come in and, and change the philosophy, or, or even if they don't have to change the whole philosophy, they gotta get used to coaching this team as the head coach, and the players gotta get used to the, them as a head coach as well. But both of those both of those teams, both of those coaches put together put together a very good season. Uh, Buddy Holder leads Effingham to the four seed in that region, 3-5A. They lose to Lee County 28-6, to but like you said, that's an Ohio State commit there at Lee County, and you hold them to 28 points, even though you do lose the game. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good season for the Rebels, and I, I don't think they have anything to hold their heads down about. And it's same thing with the Johnson Adam Smashers. Thomas Tedder put together a very good season with the Adam Smashers there. Lost games early, but really clawed back. Uh, won their last three games to get into the playoffs. So good seasons for those teams, and can't wait to see how those head coaches do moving forward uh, as they move into their second year next year. All right, you got. We got about a minute here, two minute drill. I know we got the big guy Frank Solkowski waiting to come on, and the big two games. I mean, both blowouts and uh, short and sweet. Next next week's going to be a test for both of them. BC in Georgia High School Double A winning sixty three twelve, and in the Georgia Independent Schools Association Memorial Day School beating Brookwood fifty five to six. BC takes on the winner of Dublin Fitzgerald tonight, and Memorial Day School playing home again at Memorial Stadium takes on John Millage. Yeah, and both those teams rolling right now, but it only gets tougher as you advance more into the playoffs. But these teams are winning these huge games and winning them by by big spreads against good teams. Like I said, you you don't get in a good team. You don't get into the playoffs if you're not a good team. And BC puts up 63 on Macon County Memorial Day, puts up 55 on Brookwood. I mean, these are good teams they're rolling over. And really one of the questions with Benedictine was that one of the guys asked it on – 
high school game day yesterday. Sorry about that. Totally slipped my mind. But high school game day <laughs> yesterday, they asked Benedictine, as they're winning all these big games, when they get in the playoffs, is will that hurt them maybe a little bit, that they haven't been contested? And I don't think so because, I mean, they're such a good team. They, they're it doesn't look like a lot of teams are going to contest with them. But, I mean, next week it, it gets tougher on no, – it, it, the road gets a lot tougher as you continue on into the playoffs. Defense wins championships, though, like you said, and that, that Benedictine defense is very, very strong, and they have an offense to go with it. So uh, very positive outlooks for Benedictine and Memorial Day as they move on into the next round and, and just a very positive outlook for all of Savannah in high school football. And once again, you can catch P.J. Zuko with the High School First Look every Thursday night right here on ESPN Radio Savannah from 6 to 7. And uh, great job, P.J., great job running the show. And I know you'll be back on later in the show. And uh, keep up the great work. And uh, can't wait till next weekend. Oh, I hear you. Same here. Just just love football and love how uh, we're, we're continuing on here in Savannah. It's, it's just good to see. And that's P.J. Zuko. Next up, the big guy, the man that travels all over the place. I think he has a twin somewhere. Some people think I'm his uh, older brother, but I'm not. And that's Frank Silkowski from WJCL Sports. You're listening to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We'll be talking a little football, a little basketball, a little Georgia Southern with the big guy. Stay tuned. This season, join Enmark and ESPN Radio as we proudly present the very best of Coastal Georgia High School football. Broadcasting live right here on ESPN Radio. And this year, we're starting something truly special. Each week, Enmark, ESPN, the big guy Frank Solkowski of WJCL Fox, and you, the listening audience, are going to help select the player of the week. Go to EnmarkEnjoy.com to learn all the details and cast your vote. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah. You're listening to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. I, I got to listen to this great, great intro. I've got goosebumps. PJ, great intro. The Georgia Southern fight song. What a way to bring in the big guy, Georgia Southern himself. And he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline. Frank, the big dog, the man that knows the Eagles, Sulkowski. Frank, I just got goosebumps hearing that. I haven't heard it all year long. Haven't been up to a game. Just can't believe that the Eagles now are flying out of the SoCon Conference. Yeah, it's amazing. What a run it's been. Uh, they, they is it. I mean, we're, we're up here in Elon. Uh, here it is. The last time they're going to play a SOCON, uh, be a member of the Southern Conference and play a SOCON game. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Of course, you know, this year's been with some, some, some ups and downs and a lot of injuries to deal with. But, uh, you know, you keep on fishing. I know here's a chance to, to, to knock off Elon, a team that, you know, you have some success against, and then, and then, you know, next week is your playoffs, your bowl game, your national championship, everything wrapped into one when you go down to, to, to games and we'll take on the University of Florida in the swamp. 
I mean, just simply amazing. I mean, I, the, the run is over, six national championships, a dream that Irk Russell built to be a mountain. I mean, uh, now the prettiest little stadium in the United States is being changed to be a Division One uh, football stadium. Uh, just a lot going up there. And I know you got a lot of fond memories. If you could pick one fond memory of that Georgia Southern tradition up there in the SoCon, what would it be there, big guy? I'd tell you what. I mean, there's so many rich rich traditions and memories. I, I think, you know, I, I just, I just, the one thing I want to miss, but I mean, we, we probably will see it, you know, is, is when Georgia Southern would play at the Citadel and, I, and all the pageantry and the, the military and the, and, the, and the good little rivalry we had with the Citadel. You know, if you're playing in Charleston, you know, for, you know it's, it's three hours separating the two schools. Uh, it, it was always fun. So, I mean, that's one that uh, I'll miss that every year. Now, we, we do know that, you know, Citadel's going to be on the schedule uh, for 2015. So, uh, yeah, we'll still see them, but it's not going to be the same anymore. One memory for me, Frank, is the man that would stand at the back of the end zone because I never got to see him coach with a cigar hanging out of his mouth just loving that football program. He had a great run. He was Vince Dooley's right-hand man. But just seeing him standing there watching the games, and unbelievable, and I got a chance to work with his or talk to his son, Rusty Russell, when he was an assistant coach there. Just Eric Russell overseeing that whole program. And the statue that's in the end zone with him looking on the field and the, the players coming out and hitting their helmet on it as part of the SoCon tradition is something I, I'm going to miss. Even though I know it'll be in the Sun Belt, they'll still carry that tradition. Just it's all about Eric Russell, that whole program. Oh, I mean, you know, his footprint, his fingerprints, his handprint, it's still on it. Uh, no matter how big, uh, you know, Georgia Southern moves on. I mean, we're going to the Sun Belt. We're going to the major college football. Uh, you know, the, the, the Earth will never be forgotten, and Earth will be there the whole journey, that's for sure. Uh, you know, and there, there are a lot of people I spoke to who, who feel Earth is looking down, and he's smiling as he, as he watches this, and, and we'll see. I mean, it, it's... He, he had a vision, uh, and, and he, uh, he he made it come to, to life. Uh, and you've never seen the likes of George Stone, you know, a program that's just a matter of just a couple of years of winning national titles. So uh, it, it's, it was a fun trip. It was a fun ride. Uh, now, you know, we, we know that they come later tonight. That's it. it you know, we're, we're not a member of the Southern Conference anymore. We'll, you know, so it's, it's been sweet. Uh, you know, he played the last game as a, as a member of the, of the uh, last home game and a member of the uh, football championship celebration last weekend. This week, last SoCon game, and then next week was the last period. So a lot of blasts, you know, coming up over the next couple of weeks. Well, like they say, all good things must come to an end. Time to open up a new chapter in that storybook uh, football program. Well, Frank, uh, let's go to the high school. I mean, these teams didn't want to go home last night. Richmond Hill, 13-7 over Thomas County Central. BC, 63-12 over Mac, uh, Macon County. Memorial Day School, 55-6 to over Brookwood. We still got three more teams fighting. I got to tell you one thing. I didn't announce, but Bryan County losing a heart breaker at Bleckley County in overtime 20 to 14 but we do have three teams in the Savannah area that don't want to go home no I mean and, and you know you look at a team like that and you look at you look at Benedictine and you look at Memorial Day uh, I know for a fact uh, those teams uh, they may not go home for a while they're really quicker on all cylinders 
Of course, in single A, they, they had last night off. They'll open up their playoffs next Friday night. So, so I know Calvary at home as, as they look to uh, you know buckle the chin straps and, and do their thing. Savannah Christian will hit the road. So, uh, you know, it is an exciting time. Uh, you know, we had a lot of teams go down to Southwest Georgia. That's what we were matched up and did up against. And uh, you know, it, it was some you know some some surprises. We can talk about they have the big picture. The Coastal Empire, a Statesboro team, who uh, we know Statesboro is a good squad. Uh, they drew the, the tough path to going down to Cairo to battle the syrup makers. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Statesboro, Chris uh, Pennington and company over there, they they they, they flexed their muscles, twenty-one nothing win, big win there. Wayne County uh, just having a, a field day scoring last night against Monroe of Albany, so uh, I, you know, a big win there as well. Uh, Richmond Hill into the next round. It's a huge win for the Wildcats, you know, in, in that program down at Richmond Hill. I mean, Thomas County Central, one of the more storied programs in, in all high school football here in the Beach State. And uh, just, just a just, just fest there. I mean, it was two heavyweights going toe-to-toe. And, and you know what? When, when all was said and done, it was Nick Fitzgerald and company uh, getting the job done. Now he lifts it on day, and we'll see how they fare in the second round. Well, big guy, I know you're up there at Elon. Uh, we got we got to pay the bills here. We got to go to a break. Can you hang on and come back for the last segment for about five minutes to talk about the next step that would the next chapter or the next sport we're looking into is high school basketball. Yeah, we sure can. All right, hold on. We'll be back with the big guy, Frank Silkowski at WJCL. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 at 104.3 FM. Stay tuned. The big guy's going to look into his crystal ball about and give us his prediction on high school basketball. Demasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And remember, today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. I'm Carl Demasi, and we got the big guy, Frank Selkowski, waiting on the hotline, and he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Hotline, and we just talked about high school football, Georgia Southern leaving the SOCON last two games, today against Elon, next week against Florida in the Swamp, but Frank, a lot of basketball signings and a lot of uh, basketball starting up, uh, so uh, what do you think about this year's basketball season? I tell you what, uh, we, we got a good little taste with signing day this week. I had a chance to see some of the stars of, of the Coastal Empire sign letters of intent. Uh, I'm really excited. It kind of builds the excitement uh, about the coming season. Of course, the big signings. Uh, Jakeen and Gant yesterday signed with the University of Missouri. Uh, you're talking about the, the state's top player. Uh, you know, lost, uh, lost a cast of characters, uh, teammates out there. Uh, a lot of, a lot of graduation, a lot of, a lot of, uh, change there at Effingham, but, uh, Keenan Gannon, he's a cornerstone of that thing. Look for Effingham to, to once again be a high-flying, fun team to watch. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Savannah High's Chris Coakley, he signed with uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham, uh, and Jarrell Norman there at Savannah High signed with Savannah State. Uh, with those two guys in the mix, Savannah High going to enter the season ranked number two in the state rankings. Uh, very deserving. Uh, we talked about the Blue Jackets last year, played for a state title and lost a rival. 
Johnson in the state championship in AAA uh, over in Macon. So I expect Tim Jordan to, to transition from the football over to the basketball now. And I, I think uh, the Savannah High uh, basketball team will have a little bit more success than the football program this year. Uh, then you start looking at the others around the area. Uh, you know, we, we, we've seen in the recent years uh, really good girls basketball being played out in Effingham County. Uh, I don't expect that to change uh, this year as well. Uh, got some got some talent both in Springfield and South Effingham. It looks to be really really loaded this year as well. Uh, you know, you talk about Tiana Germain there at South Effingham, and and uh, I just think that that they're on the, the they're poised to make another deep run as well. And I tell you what, it's going to be fun to see this now with with the likes of Benedictine, Calvary Day, and Memorial Day. Uh, their basketball teams want to take a little hit. In the early yep. goings here, because uh, you know the football teams continue to make runs. Uh, that's a lot of key players that are going to be left off the the hardwood here for a couple weeks. So, uh, got to keep that in mind. I mean, you take it like a, a Memorial Day. Uh, pretty much their entire basketball team is playing football right now. It could be playing for a couple more weeks. Uh, same thing with Calvary Day, and same thing for Benedictine. A lot of key players uh, are on the gridiron right now. So, it's an exciting time. Uh, you know, basketball season is now here. And, uh, you know, uh, we've got scrimmages that have been taking place this week, and, and now we get moving into the regular season, and it's a fun time. You know, that, 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 that kind of end of the year, the, uh, the, from here until Christmas, there's, you know, it, it's spotted on the schedule with matchups. Uh, and then, of course, after the holidays, things really get amped up, and uh, that's when I expect to see teams uh, going, going uh, full tilt out there on the hardwood. I mean, you know, it, it's definitely this is the best time of the year because you get the best of football. You get the beginning of uh, basketball. Uh, we also got wrestling going on. That's starting today over at New Hampstead High School. So uh, once again, now the, the winter sports get in full swing. We got swimming starting. So I know you're going to be all over the place, and uh, you do a great job with it. And uh, give, me, uh, give me one special moment. It's not done yet up to this point with high school football. Well, I tell you one thing too. Before we move on, I uh, got to got to remember that today we have a uh, several Coastal Empire high school cheerleading squads over in Columbus for the state championships there as well. So I know Calvary's represented over there in Effingham and South Effingham and some others. So the ladies are going to be on the mat today uh, over in Columbus for the state championships. Kind of wish them luck. Uh, but you asked about football season and, and the one memory uh, from this year and. And I, and I tell you what, it's, it's, uh, he, he, there's been a lot of good memories so far for this season, but I, I just have to talk about, you know, the season Benedictine has had. Uh, you know, I know they've gotten a lot of press and a lot of attention and deservingly so. The first undefeated regular season since 1982. Uh, last night, uh, the, some of the guys from that team were honored there at the game. Uh, they were paraded in front of the stand, uh, the fans there at Benedictine. Uh, you know, the job Danny Britt's done. Uh, you could tell last year that they were on the cusp of, of something special when, you know, they advanced to the second round and lost to Lamar County on a last second field goal. Uh, you know, you, you look at this team, they're so fun to watch. They're so versatile. They have so many stars out there. And the thing about it is they have so many young stars still. I mean, when you really look at it, there are a lot of key players who are, who are just juniors over there. Uh, you know, but I look at that team and, and they have a really solid shot to advance to the Georgia Dome and really make some noise. And I know as they move along, those crowds are just going to get more and more excited. And, you know, I, I live for those Friday nights when I'm, when I'm going out to a Benedictine game and I see all the cadets in the stands 
and they start chanting uh, "Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank." I just I wonder what that I wonder what that will sound like at the Georgia Dome with the echo and everything else. So hopefully Benedictine can continue their run. It's been fun to watch, and and they're just uh, they're just a really well rounded, fundamentally sound football team. One of the best I've seen in, in recent years. Well, Frank, always a pleasure having you on. I know you could talk for hours with me about local sports, and I mean, you love it just as my, as I do, watching these kids grow up and be great athletes. Uh, look forward to talking to you this week, and especially seeing you on the sidelines with that camera on your shoulder. Keep it the great work, and as always, Frank, one more time, go Eagles. That's right. We're going to give it another go. Elon coming up this afternoon. Of course, we'll have highlights, and check us out, Gridiron Live, uh, tomorrow morning at 1130 on, on Fox 28. We'll be live down at Wild Wing Cafe and uh, going to talk a lot of football and uh, recap the playoffs and college football. And tomorrow morning, our special guest will be Savannah State head coach Ernest Wilson III. Uh, I think he's got a lot of good things cooking there at Savannah State. It may not show overall with the record right away, but uh, definitely a lot of improvement. And uh, we're going to talk to him about uh, really dipping into this local high school talent uh, pool because he's going after a lot of guys here in Savannah and in the surrounding area. He, he knows that he's got to put the local guys in the mix. He's trying. But we'll talk all about that tomorrow, and we'll see you all then. Well, Frank, I tape it every weekend because I got a lot of good insight from you. Thanks, big guy. And I don't mind people calling me your big brother because, you know, it's a lot of fun being with you. Talk to you later. <laughs> all right, brother. Have a good one. Frank Silkowski, the big guy, the man that has a plethora of knowledge of local sports and does a great job on WJCL on his show tomorrow at 1130. Catch it. You'll love it. It, it highlights everything that went on this weekend. Local league, uh, high school football, college football, just, just one man that knows his stuff. Well, next up, we got a lot going on in the second hour. We're going to talk to the columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks, about the Savannah Bulldog Club. They got a viewing party today at Coach's Corner. The Georgia Bulldogs taking on the Auburn Tigers. Big game up there in Auburn. I can't wait to see that one. Then we'll talk to our high school athletes of the week, our Weatherington Chiropractic Athletes of the Week, with coming in Jamal Norman and Chris Coakley of the High, the Blue Jackets. And then we'll wrap it up with uh, talking about local sports, about Savannah Chatham County Public School Systems uh, sports programs with the athletic director, Mark Stroud. Just a big show lined up. Excited. Auburn, Georgia. Georgia Southern, Elon. Savannah State travels down to North Carolina A&T for their last home game. It, you know, just a lot going on. And like I said, basketball starting, college basketball, great game the other night, Kentucky and uh, Michigan State. Kept you on your seat. Four-point four win by the uh, Spartans. Just a great way to start college basketball. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Call Demasi Sports Report. Yes, we'll be here for hour number two from 10 until 11. Stay tuned. Just talking local sports, having a lot of fun doing it. You're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Take it away, PJ. Time for intermission. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3.
This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to hour number two of the Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimorthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM fourteen hundred, one hundred four point three FM. I'm Call Demasi. We're in hour number two of the Call Demasi Sports Report. Glad you could join me. Beautiful day outside, and uh, just just uh, you know. Unbelievable day to get out there and play some sports, and we're just talking local sports. Uh, and, you know, we got to start out with a big congratulations to Richmond Hill High School, Benedictine, uh, Memorial Day School, all making runs in the state playoffs, going to the second round. You just you just got to be excited about it. And hour number two, we got a great hour lined up. We'll be starting off with the Georgia Bulldog Club in about two seconds. Then we'll have the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athletes of the Week, Savannah High basketball players, the Blue Jackets, recent signees, UAB signee Chris Coakley and Savannah State signee Jamal Norman. They'll be talking to us about their careers in high school basketball, what they look uh, forward to doing in college. And then we'll talk Savannah Chatham County Public School Athletics with the District Athletic Director Mark Stroud. But let's get right to the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs taking on Auburn. Big game today. Uh, Auburn ranked number six. And this man knows a lot about Georgia Bulldog uh, football. He's also got a great knowledge about local sports. And joining us now on the ESPN Radio, Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, is the columnist Stephen Elmo Weeks. What's up, Stephen? Okay, we don't have Stephen online, so I guess I'll go to the uh, scoreboard. Hopefully, PJ could try and grab him, and uh, hopefully, PJ, I gave you the right number. Uh, so let me know if you get him. Just uh, give me a little text. But let's go to the high school scoreboard. Richmond Hill in 5A, victorious against Thomas County Central last night, beating the Yellow Jackets 13-7. Nick Fitzgerald, two touchdowns, 142 yards rushing. And you know what? Unbelievable. They weren't supposed to win 22-point underdogs. And they came back, and they, they came back, um, and it was just you know unbelievable game. I was there. Great atmosphere. They weren't supposed to win. Uh, once again, congratulations to Coach Guy, Lyman Guy and the Wildcats of Richmond Hill. Then we had in AAA, um, Johnson, oh, sorry, let me go to 4A. FEM County went out to play Lee High School, Lee High School in Leesburg, Georgia. They lost 28 to 7. Once again, Richmond Hill wins, and in 5A, FEM County loses 28 to 7 to Lee County High School. That's in 5A. In 4A, we didn't have anybody. Well, we did, but that's Liberty County. They're outside the listening area, but Liberty County did lose. In Class 3A, Johnson goes to Washington County and loses 56-7. to Great job by Coach Thomas Tedder. I mean, you got to give the man credit taking over a program uh, at the last minute and still the uh, Johnson uh, Adams Smashers make it to the playoffs. Then in AA, Macon County comes to play BC. BC all over them, 63-12. to i got to send a big congratulations out to uh, – Bryan County, even though they lost, they played Bleckley County in, uh, to overtime, and they lost 20 to 20 to 14. Bryan County loses in overtime to Bleckley County. And uh, remember, um, 
in the Georgia Independent School Association AA quarterfinals, Memorial Day School all over Brookwood, 55-6. to uh, So that's what we got in the South Carolina High School League. Buford beats Blythewood, 23-15. These are the playoffs. In Skiza, Hillnet Christian over Palmetto Christian, 45-26. And we're going back to the South Carolina High School League. Loris beats Ridgeland Hardyville, 38 to nothing. Uh, basketball started last night. Uh, Savannah High all over not all over the girls' basketball team. Not all they beat Jenkins by one, fifty to forty-nine. Faith Sanders, who just signed with Northeastern Kentucky, uh, put in twenty-three for the Jenkins uh, Lady Warriors, but they do lose by one point. Johnson all over St. Vincent's, fifty-eight to twenty. In boys' side, Savannah Country Day took on Atlanta International, beat them sixty to thirty-eight. The girls also played Atlanta International and lost forty-seven thirty-six. Once again, the scholarship signees: Faith Sanders from Jenkins, Jacavia Aikens from FEN. County going to Georgia Southern. Chris Coakley, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Jamal Norman staying right here at Savannah State. Uh, then we got Jakeen and Gant going to Missouri. And in baseball, Bryce Evans going to Savannah Christian. And I do apologize, there is one more signee basketball-wise. Michaela Raymondville out of South Effingham is signed to play at Armstrong Atlantic. She'll be uh, picking up where she left off at Effingham in January. She transferred over to South Effingham, so she will play in January. But she's signing a scholarship without even playing the first part of the season. Pretty impressive. So those, that's the high school scoreboard. Uh, once again, last night. Great high school football game over there at Richmond Hill. They'll travel to take on Warner Robins in the, the Sweet 16, the quarterfinals. Uh, pretty exciting. Richmond Hill was not given a chance. Like I said, BC all over um, Macon County, 63-12. They will play the winner of Dublin High School and Fitzgerald High School, who will be playing tonight in Dublin. They call it the Irish Bowl because Dublin is known as the Irish. So uh, pretty exciting. Uh, Chance Jackson, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Great night for that young man. Then at Memorial Day School, quarterback Earl Washington, 8 for 11, 192 yards, five touchdowns. Can Darius Duke, seven, 71 yards on uh, four or five receptions, two touchdowns, three interceptions on defense. Just high school players have an outstanding night. So remember, WJCL. Enmark and ESPN Radio have combined to give you the Enmark Player of the Week. If you have a nomination, please nominate somebody and send it to WJCL, the source, Frank Silkowski. WJCL, go to Frank Silkowski and nominate your outstanding high school football player from last night. I would have to say, I know BC won big, but I'd have to say Richmond Hill's whole defense would be my player of the week. The way they shut down that high-powered Thomas County Central offense and held them to seven points. The defense bent a lot. That means they gave up big yardage, but they did not let the other team in the uh, end zone. They didn't break, and they're going on to round two of the state playoffs. Locally, uh, don't forget, Armstrong Atlantic State has started their basketball programs. New coaches, Coach Bullock and Coach Davis over there for the men's and women's programs. Savannah State has started. Coach Broadnecks and uh, Coach Baker doing a great job over there. SCAD is, uh, does not have a basketball program anymore, but they got soccer going on, uh, women's soccer, so we got a lot going on. Armstrong Atlantic State's volleyball got to send out a big kudos, 26-1. and one. So uh, as far as pros go, once again, the Falcons having a tough year. 
They take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who won their first game last week against Miami Dolphins. Uh, Atlanta goes down to uh, Tampa Bay. Atlanta now 2-6 and six on the season, looking to uh, break out of that slump. you got to understand, my personal opinion about what's going on with the Atlanta Falcons is their offensive line has, be, has, has been uh, you know, plagued by injuries, has, be, you know, has been revamped, new guys starting in, coming in. They haven't gelled together all season long. Steven Jackson comes in to be the running back. He gets hurt. Um, Roddy White, uh, you know, out most of the season. Julio Julio Jones, Julio Jones out with injury. So they're plagued by injuries. And everybody's coming down on Mike Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. That's part of the game, like I said at the first part of my uh, show this morning at 9 o'clock. Injuries, injuries play a big role in football, whether it's pro football, when it, whether it's college football, whether it's high school football, and you got to be able to have someone to step up. And right now, the Falcons haven't had anybody to step up, and it, it's been tough. So uh, you got to hang in there and still keep on. I'm going to keep on rooting for the Falcons. I hope you do too. So that's the the big one tonight. And of course, the big game this weekend in football is Georgia Auburn. We'll try and hook up with Stephen Weeks, and hopefully, we can get him come back later on in the show because uh, he's got the uh, Savannah. Bulldog Club. They're having their viewing party today at 2.30 at Coach's Corner. Uh, you want to be part of that club for the first 40 Bulldogs that enter Coach's Corner. They'll get a UGA tumbler, courtesy of Coach's Corner. So once again, that's at Coach's Corner's 2.30. Auburn takes on uh, the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are traveling to Auburn. Kickoffs at 3.30, so get there early. You get a free tumbler. Well, next up. We're going to be talking to two local guys, two local high school basketball players who just signed college scholarships to play at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, and Savannah State. We got Chris Coakley and Jamal Norman of the Blue Jackets from the high. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And you got to love it, talking Blue Jacket basketball. Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl Demasi, and we're going to be talking a little basketball, a little hoops, and it's going to be Blue Jacks. Blue Jacket style from the high. And, you know, it, it's a great time of year. Now we got the National Letter of Intents being signed by local uh, high school kids to go on to college. I mean, you know, we get a lot of these kids during the year to do this, but it's not really, you know, it's made a big deal, but two minutes on the TV, uh, a couple paragraphs in the, in the uh, paper, and it's over. And I love bringing these kids on because you get to hear how they work and how they, uh, you know, have excelled at their sports. And, of course, they have to have the academics to get there. So you got to be pretty proud of them. And, you know, that's what's exciting about it. And, uh, you know, we had Faith Sanders from Jenkins signing the other day. We had Jacobia Aiken signing. We had, uh, you know, Jakeen Gant going to Missouri. Bryce Evans playing baseball flagger. While these next two guys are a a, a duo over there at Savannah High, Uh, they've grown up playing basketball, and they got a guy that really loves them to death and Tim Jordan. And, you know, when you talk basketball in Savannah, you got to talk about Savannah High School. Just, just an unbelievable tradition, unbelievable uh, a mystique about that program. And you know, joining us now in the ESPN Radio Savannah studio, uh, we got Chris Coakley, who had just signed a national letter of intent to go to UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, and Jamal Norman, who has signed a national intent uh, to go to Savannah State to stay home and play for Coach Broadnecks at uh, Tiger Arena. I'm excited about about it, and they're both joining me now in studio once again. Chris Coakley and Jamal Norman. Good morning, Chris. 
Good morning. How's it going? Good. Yeah, you excited about what's going on in your life right now? Going on in college? Yeah. So Jamal, I mean, you know, you're wearing your you're wearing your Tiger uh, T-shirt proud there. Uh, so just an unbelievable trip. Did you ever expect to get there? Get there when you started playing basketball? Um, not really. Uh, when I first started playing basketball, I just thought about just getting really a college college signing. But uh, I didn't really think of going to Savannah State at first. But uh, it just happened. So did you ever think you would get there? I mean, when did you start playing basketball? And it, you know, I mean, you had to start as a little kid. And back way back when, you probably, or as you guys like to say, back in the day, <laughs> you probably never thought about that this would wind up that you're going on to the next level. Uh, yeah, um, I started playing basketball like since I was like age of five, but I started playing record, record ball at age of 10. About, about 10 years old, playing for the Cobras. I mean, there's so many city teams. I mean, the Cobras and the, you know, all these other Stallions and all this other stuff that I get. You don't know who's playing who. What other top city league teams uh, go out there and play in the rec leagues? Um, top city teams, uh, Savannah Piles, uh, Stallions, Savannah Stars. Um, who else? It's, it was... Um, we can go on and on, but growing up, a lot, now you play with a lot of your friends, so let's swing the mic over there, sharing the mic. We have two mics in the studio, and now we're going over here to Chris Coakley. I'm Carl Damasi. You're listening to Carl Damasi Sports Report. We're in the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week section. I got Chris Coakley and Jamal Norman from Savannah High. They just signed national letter of intents to play college basketball. Now, Chris, you're a big guy. I mean, uh, you know, when, when did you start uh, picking up the basketball and start playing? Probably about like four or five years old. And, you know, you, you seem like a tall kid. Were you always bigger than the other kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, you know, Jamal just told me that he played for the Cobras. Who did you play with? I started out when I was about five playing for Blackshell. Okay. Now, you know, you guys play, you know, City of Savannah. Everybody loves basketball, you know. And I guess you guys can agree with me. I've been only here... 19 years now, everybody says that football is king in Georgia, but in Savannah, Georgia, basketball is king. And, I mean, you guys have done a great job with it. I mean, uh, I mean, what do you like most about the sport? I know you told me you played football when you were younger. Now you gravitated to basketball. Jamal, what do you like most about that? What do you like most about uh, Sorry, Chris, what do you like most about basketball? The intensity level, like, when it get down to crunch time, fourth quarter. I mean, and you guys always are in crunch time. Jamal, swing that over. Now, you know, basketball. I mean, crunch time. He loves crunch time. We talked about how you guys, you know, know each other, okay? And, you know, Johnson High School won the state, beat you guys in, in the state final, which when do you hear two Savannah schools or two teams from the same uh, area playing for the state title? What do you like most about the game? Um, I like most about it is just how much you can show through it. You know, basketball teaches you a lot. Growing up playing basketball, I taught you from right from wrong. So it's just the lessons that I teach you and that I like the most about it. Well, you're the point guard, right? Shooting guard. Shooting guard, okay. So he, he's the guy that gets to shoot the most. He doesn't have to really <laughs> run the office. But shooting guard, you averaged almost 14, 15 points last year. Uh, defensively, Coach Johnson, uh, Coach Johnson, Coach Jordan, all right, uh, always preaches defense. And he, tell me, he tells me that's the blue jack away. What do you feel your best skill is? It Is it shooting the ball? Is it passing the ball? Is it playing defense? What's Jamal's best skill? My best skill is just being a leader, being a playmaker. Um, I, I seem to know how to find my teammates when it's the right time. Like, I, I'm just, you know, set out there. If Chris standing in the post, I know how to get the ball to him. But, you know, if Jermaine Williams on the wing, I know how to get the ball to him. And if Jason Lawton, if he's setting up, I know how to get the ball to him. It's now, just, is Lawton the point guard? Yeah, Jason Lawton. So you two mainly run the show out there for the, for the Blue Jackets. You're out in front. So, and you, you like give it to your friends. I mean, that's a great trait to have because when you talk to most kids, they tell you their best skill is shooting the ball or going to the hole. But, you know, being a leader and sharing the ball is, is big time. Chris, you're a big guy. How tall are you about? 
Six eight. Six eight. I mean, what what do you feel is your best skill? Playing with your back to the basket, uh, rebounding, boxing out. I mean, I just told you this. And you didn't know it. They made a little highlight film of you last year dunking against uh, my basketball team. But you know, I, I love basketball, so it was a great play. I mean, we should have defended you well. What's your best skill? Probably uh, everybody's not very versatile, so probably face up. You know, make come to move. Oh, so you can shoot the J, eh? Yeah. So th- does coach let you shoot the rock? Yeah. He doesn't make you that you can only shoot like four or five feet within the, within the range of the basket? Oh, nah, he, he pretty good. He not can shoot. So. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, you'll probably drain a three against me, but uh, we'll try and put someone in your face. But uh, And then we'll go back to Jamal here. Uh, like you said, leadership, skills, shooting, making the plays. Is there a routine that made you a better basketball player or was it just playing? Um, playing with my oldest brothers. They always taught me how effective they could be. But we're not without scoring, and like always, you can always score all the points, but not win. So he always told me, just do anything to win. So I guess that kind of brought the naturally lead out of me. Now, what routine does Coach Jordan put you guys through? In you went in the weight room, you're running, you're running, 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 running. I mean, because you guys seem like you never get tired. So what is Coach routine that Coach Jordan put you through? Um, press really, we press and have intense practice all day, like running, scrambling. On the ball, everything. We just play hardcore basketball. So uh, over here to Chris. Chris, he just said constant pressure. What's it like in practice for you guys? Like on Monday, there's this thing called Ooey Monday. We just run all day, nonstop. You don't pick up the ball and practice uh, offense, defense, you know, nonstop. Uh, Coach Johnson called that condition day. You know, I guess that's. Ooh wee, and I would say ooh wee too. If I had to run for two hours straight, right? Practice is yeah. two hours, right? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I guess that just makes us like not tired in the game. Now, uh, I mean, and then what do you do for, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Is that when you put in your stuff? You work on your yeah, offense, we, your defense? Yeah, we work on plays throughout the week. You know, we make scrimmage a little bit. Working on our plays and stuff. That's about it. Now, scrimmaging, okay, when you guys scrimmage against each other, how intense is that? We pretty much go hard each day and practice at each other, you know, make each other better. Just talk a little trash, like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to talk trash. You got to get each other pumped up. So, but that—that's pretty interesting. Just run all day Mondays. I, I got to find out how Coach Jordan does that with Coach Johnson. It sounds pretty exciting. If anybody's listening from my team, we might have ooey Mondays too. But uh, you learn something new every day. So no matter how long you be coaching, you learn something new. Now, coming into the season, we're starting your senior year. You got the. Uh, Signing of a scholarship, national intent to play at UAB. What's your personal goal now for the rest of the season? You already got your scholarship in your pocket. What's your personal goal there, Chris? Win the state. Win the state. I mean, and last year was a heartbreaker losing to uh, your crosstown rivals and guys you probably played against your whole life, right? Yeah. So what do you got for this year? What's your personal goal, Jamal? My personal goal is the same, same as his. Win the state championship. How about now, you know, personal goal, team goal. I guess the team goal, the only team goal at Savannah High is to win the state, right? Yes, so, and you talk about winning the state, and I talked about this when you guys came in. AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, already has the Blue Jackets ranked as the number one team in AAA. I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, feel good. I mean, it's like, it actually lets you know that people is out, there, is out there really watching the team and, you know, seeing the talent that we got. So all we got to do is really put the hard work in, you know, hopefully we'll come out on top. Now, now, I'm going to ask you guys both. Did you participate in any other sports? Um, yeah, I actually played football. What did they have you do on the football field? Um, I was quarterback and defense end. How is Coach Jordan as a football coach versus a basketball coach? He's a lot more lenient than football uh, since he's been away for a little bit. But basketball, he's a tough coach to handle. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I was on you. <laughs> well, I, I wish my guys were here because I'm always on them and they think I'm crazy. But, I mean, that's how we are as basketball coaches. Swing the mic over to, to Chris. Uh, how do you feel about Coach Jordan? I mean, uh, he had to deal with him in football. You didn't play football. What do you, what do you feel about Coach Jordan? Nah, he like he like a father figure. Like he teach he teach you right from wrong, or whatever. And um, he real cool. But like you get on his bad side, you know, <laughs> he gonna trip. But like he just want to see you do good, you know. But in, in in reality, okay, you said if he gets on the bad side, but in reality, you gotta understand the guy really loves you guys. He's really doing what's be- best for you guys, doesn't he? Yeah, he wants best. You know, like I said, he treats you right from wrong. Or yeah. he just want to see you do good. Well, the season, uh, the the year's coming to, uh, you know, this is your senior year. You're getting into your senior uh, high school basketball season. What is high school sports? What is high school basketball meant to Chris Coakley? Uh, it's, it's great, you know. Middle school, you know, your dream is to play varsity high school ball. And now that you play, you know, okay, well, who's next? Did you plan on playing at the high? Is that what your dream was, to get to the Santa High and play for a state championship? Yeah, since I was little, you know, that was pretty much everybody's dream, play at Savannah High. Play for the blue and white. And what has it meant for you there, uh, Jamal? Um, it meant a lot playing for Savannah High. When I first started playing basketball, they actually taught me the game. You know, coming out of middle school, I was athletic, but I didn't really know the game. They actually taught me the game of basketball. Well, you guys have uh, learned the basketball. You've learned the game very well. You've learned basketball, the situations, the uh, what goes on, the uh, the strategies. Coach Jordan does a great job for you. You're both now going to the next level. I mean, uh, quickly, why Savannah High? Why'd you pick Savannah High? I'm sorry, Savannah High. Why'd you pick Savannah State? Savannah State. Actually, it, it got a lot to do with like just growing up in Savannah. We never had like a major major city where we had a lot of publicity on Savannah State and basketball and like. Hopefully, I could take it to the next level. Like with the talent I got, I feel like I could, you know, help the industry get better. Well, you know, you're playing for a guy that's won a national championship at Georgetown. You know that. Yes. Coach Broad next. And I had the opportunity because I'm about his age. I got a chance to watch him play on national TV, and I was always a big Georgetown fan with Patrick Ewing and that whole gang. And Broad next, I mean, just a great job, great coach. UAB, Chris. You know, University of Alabama, Birmingham, Chris Coakley. Why'd you choose UAB? Hey, sports fans, this is Carl DeMasi, and due to technical difficulties, we could not finish the interview with our Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athletes of the Week, Savannah High basketball players, Chris Coakley and Jamal Norman. Remember, this segment is sponsored by Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time. It makes you mad. The pain drives you crazy. You just want to pick something and up and throw it across the room if you can. While at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bar Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 7th Avenue and Waters Avenue right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Stay tuned for our next segment. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And now, to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and you're listening to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3. 
105.3 FM. We got a lot of big games going on here as far as college goes. You know, college teams now jockeying for that BCS uh, football championship. Um, right now, we're looking at Alabama number one, Florida State number two. But now we got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, craziness going on down there in Tallahassee with the quarterback, uh, with a lot of uh, you know him in trouble and uh, sexual harassment and everything that's going on. And it's it, it's pretty interesting because. You know, when you talk about the BCS poll, most of the BCS poll is based on people voting. Two-thirds of the, uh, of the outcome relies on people voting. And, you know, when you drop the major quarterback from a major program, you don't know where they're going to fall in. I mean, a couple of years ago, there was one team that lost their quarterback going into uh, the BCS championship, and they just got blown out. It was, you know, something that was really, really uh, unheard of. But, you know, you've you got to wonder what's going on down there in Florida State. I mean, PJ, I mean, big game. Uh, you know, Florida State at South, well, sorry, Florida is in South Carolina, but Florida State, I mean, they're on a roll. They're one of the top teams in the nation. Now you got all this controversy going on. What do you think is going to happen with that? Well, Jameis Winston seems to be a guy that has a good head on his shoulders, and uh, with this controversy, uh, things things going wrong now here for the first time this season for him, and it's about something that's not on the field. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how he responds to it, but uh, I think he got has a good head on his shoulders. I think he'll be able to push through it. Uh, hopefully all this stuff that's circulating around him with the the criminal charges and stuff like that uh hopefully that's not all true and hopefully we can get back to football here it might not be a uh developing story it might not be a thing that develops very quickly so we'll have to see how it works out but uh all around i I think he can put that away and focus on these games like like he has been Uh, i think he'll be all right today against syracuse but you never know you never know how stuff like that is going to affect people um, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe this will be the first time the freshman slips up since uh, something's, get to, something's getting to him that now isn't on the field. Well, it's just pretty amazing how this comes up. And this happened all the way last December, which was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, all, all the way in last December. So, I mean, it, you have a year uh, for this to develop and it's something that not – no one even heard about. Uh, supposedly, the the football program, Florida State, hadn't heard about at all until now last week. So uh, it seems pretty crazy that this all comes up now and circulates now. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I'm not I'm not sure what's going on with it. And it's pretty crazy that it just came up now, uh, since you know this happened uh, almost a full year ago now. So it's pretty crazy. Well, you know, big one. You know, big one in Auburn. I mean, you know, Auburn, Alabama, you got the Tigers, uh, you know, number six in the nation. They're eyeing a shot at maybe a national championship if uh, Florida State or if Alabama mess up. I mean, uh, you got to be pretty excited about it. And, uh, once again, the dogs are going up there to play them. And I, I got to tell you right now, I-, I think the dogs are a little healthier. I think they're going to give Auburn a-, a run for their money. I do too, and even though Georgia's traveling, they're going to be on the road. They've had their losses this season. Now that they're getting healthier and they're getting their focus back on the game, not not on injuries anymore, but they can actually focus on the game and go out there with a full squad, I think this is going to be tough for Auburn. I mean, they've, they've had a good season so far. Their running game is working very well. It worked very well last game, but... Georgia, when they're healthy, is a national championship team. And I'm not afraid to say that because they were proving that earlier in the season before all these injuries you know, knocked them down. And I'm not saying 
saying injuries were the only reason it that 12 passes the last two games where you got Murray who just you know set the uh, the ACC uh, sorry the uh, SEC uh, passing record. I mean, so it's a tale of uh, two different quarterbacks today up there, in, in, you know, in this in this ball game. Definitely two different playing styles, two totally uh, different quarterbacks where you have Marshall running the ball and toting the rock all over the field, and then you have Aaron Murray setting records and throwing the ball. Uh, probably going to be an NFL quarterback next year. I, I mean, I can't see any situation where he wouldn't be. So two very different playing styles. We'll see how it all sorts out, but well, maybe not playing styles, but two very different quarterbacks. When you think about playing style, Auburn likes to run the football. Hey, UGA likes to run the football as well. So this might be a fast-moving game as there's going to be a lot of runs. There's going to be a lot of runs up the gut. And I think Todd Gurley being healthy is is key for the Bulldogs in this one. Uh, Get ready for a slobber knocker out there on the plains of Auburn. Uh, We'll see how it turns out. It's really all on the running defense of of both teams. But also for Auburn, you got to watch when Aaron Murray pulls out pulls out the ball with a play-action pass and throws it downfield to hopefully some healthy wide receivers. There hasn't been a lot of healthy wide receivers this year, but you got to watch out for that play-action pass and Aaron Murray, a record-setting quarterback there at Georgia in the SEC. So a very interesting game. Uh, I think early in the season you looked at this game and you probably wrote down Georgia as a win, but Auburn's been playing very well. It's been very good to see them uh, as they've been winning games this year and it, a tough matchup here for both teams. It's going to be an exciting one out there on the Plains. PJ, always great insight, uh, you know, about this game and uh, what the Florida State situation is, and uh, we'll continue this in the, in the next segment. Once again, i got to thank my sponsor, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. You're a coach, parent, local organization. You need uniforms, cleats, sports-specific shoes, basketball, baseballs, uh, trophies to award your employees or your team. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies located to the Carlton Mountain Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> And I'm Carl Tomasi. You're listening to the Carl Tomasi Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Phoenix right here on ESPN Radio Santa, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We're going to end the show up here, and i got to thank all my guests that came on. P.J. Zuko, of course, with the High School First Look every Thursday night. You can hear him right here on ESPN Radio Santa, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Talking about the local games, local high school games coming up. And right now, remember, we're talking about high school playoff football. Then, of course, the big guy, Frank Selkowski, up there at the Elon game with Georgia Southern, giving us his uh, insight on high school football, uh, high school basketball, and, of course, Georgia Southern finishing out their SoCon career today up in Elon, 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Eagles one more time representing the Southern Conference, and then they got a big game next week against Florida to wrap out their season. Uh, once again, making a move to the Sun Belt Conference. They do not. They do not, uh, or they are not eligible to play in the uh, the FCS, the football college series. Uh, they, you know, they're moving up to the football bowl series. So, uh, so that's the way that. Sorry, the football championship series. Just uh, a lot of things going on here right now. And then, of course, uh, the two young men from Savannah High, 
Uh, they just signed national letters of intent to play basketball at the next level. We got Chris Coakley uh, going to the University of Alabama, Birmingham, and Jamal Norman going to Savannah State. And I do apologize to the last two guests that we could not get them on, Stephen Weeks and uh, uh, Mark Stroud, about talking about local sports here in the Santa Chatham County Public School System. Uh, but, you know, it, you know it, it's a typical Saturday here in Savannah, Georgia. There are a lot, a lot of things to do. You can get outside and play some sports. Uh, a lot of good things going on. Right now we're getting in also the wrestling uh, season, the winter sports season. Football is ending. Basketball starts. Uh, we had some games last night. Savannah Country Day taking on Atlanta International. Uh, St. Vincent's uh, took on Johnson. Savannah High played Jenkins in girls basketball. So it's starting to pick up right now. And, of course, wrestling is going on. The first wrestling match uh, today at New Hampshire High School. There are a bunch of teams over there wrestling. So it's an exciting time. And, you know, the playoff season is the best. And, uh, you know, college football, Savannah State travels to NC uh, North Carolina A&T, kickoff at 1 o'clock. Uh, George Tech played the other night against Clemson. Great game, high-scoring offensive affair. Too bad they came up on the short end. And then tomorrow we can always look for uh, professional football where the Falcons are at Tampa Bay. Great show lined up. We had a great show lined up. I'm glad you could join us. We'll be back next week. You, listen, you are listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs>